Welcome to Deserted. Each episode, we welcome a guest into the customs office. There, they must decide which five items they want to take with them onto the deserted island. Five items, one island. This is Deserted. And joining me in this episode of Deserted is Helen Quigley, a voiceover artist and producer with nearly 20 years' experience in producing audio for broadcast. She's provided voiceovers for commercials, telephone messages for major tech companies, and narrated web videos, including the worldwide viral hit Porn Sex versus Real Sex, The Differences Explained with Food, which has been viewed more than 17 million times on YouTube. I'll give you the chance to go off and see that and come back. She also produces radio trails for the BBC's flagship TV programming, including Poldark, Line of Duty, Dr Foster, The Apprentice and Blue Planet 2. Previously, she was a producer and continuity announcer for Comedy Central UK, working with up-and-coming comedians who are now far too famous to talk to her anymore, and producing Robin Ince and Josie Long's first forays into podcasting, show and tell and utter shambles. Helen is now revisiting podcasting by producing The Sex Offender, The Midget and Me, a series featuring a single woman called Sarah and her dating experiences in the 21st century. Helen, welcome to the temporary customs office. Thank you. Why is it temporary? Uh, The other one is being done up. We've had some huge investment to the island and we also need to make it accessible to wheelchairs. And how are you finding your temporary home? It's welcoming. It's just been craned into the back of our car park here. Um, And so we're, we're, you know, we've got power, we've got lights. We don't ask for much more here. It's all you need really, isn't it? It is. And pens. Pens. And I've been able to rescue my approved, disapproved stamp as well. I've not left that to be shredded along with the rest of the evidence, um, the paperwork that we had in the other office. (laughs) Right, so you are here to hopefully get some items through onto Mm. our deserted island. We are after your choices of website, podcast, Twitter feed, book and a gadget or device. Only one of each of these things can go through to the island to get you through your time, which, by the way, we don't know how long you're going to be spending on the island. You can find links to all of your choices. Well, you won't be able to. You won't need to. But a fine listener will at desertedpodcast.com slash Helen or they are in your podcast app of choice. Just get it out of your pocket and have a look and you will find links to everything that we discuss here. So we are going to start with an interesting one. You have been asked to take a website onto the island. You do have access to Wikipedia by default, which does help sometimes when it comes to mushrooms and spiky things bit scared of hunting for mushrooms. I don't think I'd even trust Wikipedia. They're all over the island. There's no hunting required. They'll be everywhere. Okay. They don't don't need shooting or anything? No, not that I understand. I've never Not that kind of mushroom. I've only flown over the island. Okay. Uh, I don't want to get too close. So (laughs) I've got here on the docket that you would like to trade your website for another podcast. I would, because when I went through my list of bookmarks for websites, it was all social media and shopping, basically. And um, shopping is not going to be a great deal of use for me on the island. I'll obviously only have what 
I've taken with me. Yeah. Uh, and the rest was things like news sites and all the things I'm not allowed to take. And I thought, well, I don't get much chance to listen to audio, given that I produce a lot of it. I don't get much chance to listen to the radio apart from in the morning when it goes off and wakes me up. Stuff that I actually choose to listen to doesn't happen very often. So I had a longer list of actual podcasts than I did of websites, and I really struggled with that. So I would like to swap in a podcast. I'd like two podcasts, please. Okay. I mean, I, I am a little concerned because some people do tend to have sort of an interest that they want to kind of carry on following or sort of look at from the outside and just know that stuff is still going on. But I suppose you might get that in your podcast choice. Yes, certainly in one of them. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's have a chat about the podcast that you'd like to swap and then we'll see whether or not it's approved or disapproved. Well, this one falls into the educational and entertaining, your edutainment kind of podcast. And actually, both podcasts that I've chosen aren't of this variety. They aren't the sit and chat kind of variety. One of them, the one I've chosen is uh, Level Up Human, which is all about enhancing and redesigning human beings. And it's it's recorded in, usually in a theatre or on tour or as part of a, I think the last one I listened to was in Cork uh, at a science festival. And it's a discussion about how to improve the human being. So guests submit it's a little like this they submit their favorite options for improvements to humans and then a board decides whether it goes through and then the audience has a chance to submit some ideas so most recent one switching off fertility is there a button where you could just turn it on and off for example and can you do it to other people oh <laughs> piers morgan came into that discussion which was that quite interesting like and the other one inbuilt wi-fi so you don't have to have it on your phone it's it's part of your part of your dna just automatic connecting to where Wi-Fi. would you put the password you wouldn't need one. Oh, okay what if you okay or wouldn't your dna be the password oh gosh maybe your different strings i can see that, that I can uh, 20 see. was it 26 26 pairs 23 pairs okay that's a long wi-fi passcode that'll do that'll do as long as it's got a kind of an exclamation mark in it or something so it's a comedy science podcast you yes. would say mm-hmm. simon watt is the presenter that's right do you know his background uh, i believe he's a biologist i haven't uh, i haven't made the notes on that personally and i uh, i read here in your cv earlier that you did some work with robin ince who has yes. starred in this podcast been on one of the episodes oh has he yes oh i haven't heard that one it, oh, it is crossover there. So you can see. Inspirational so, crossover. Yes. yes. And they do seem to like to do live shows. Have yes. you ever been to one of their live no, shows? No, I haven't. No, not yet. And you fancy it, do you? I would do, yeah. I've actually been to a live recording of my other choice, but not this okay. one so far. Live shows seem to be the thing to do at the moment and seem to be a way of making some money. Okay, so level up human. So you think that will just kind of allow you to listen to the podcast and then kind of sit and think about whether or not you would allow it or just disallow it is that there is that and i'd also hope for some inspiration on how i could survive on the island through the various challenges that these Mm. possible questions yes and solutions come up with i think that i think that's approved because i think on the island you're going to be thinking a lot about humans and human life you'll be the lack of them you'll be hoping to see them Mm. or potentially not see them and then also be thinking about yourself and how you just fuel yourself and get get life and wake up and go to bed every day 
You never know. I could create a, an imaginary friend, you know. Man Friday, Girl Friday. Yeah, with a football. Yeah. It could all get a bit uh, Frankenstein's monster, couldn't it, That by listening to this. I could go away and create my own companion for, on the island yeah. by being inspired you, and by And then you could podcast. try out the things, the suggestions that they say on the person to a certain degree. Okay, we're going to go with approved. Hooray! Approved that on that. all sounds perfectly reasonable. It sounded reasonable to me. <laughs> I'm still concerned about the lack of website, but the Wikipedia will help you get through if you do have any questions. All right, so that's Level Up Human, the podcast swapped for a website at leveluphuman.com. Links in the show notes. What is the real podcast podcast that you've chosen? Oh, now this is purely for entertainment and this is uh, Wooden Overcoats, which was a finalist in the, in the British Podcast Award, uh, which were in London, just I was thinking of it. And I listened to it and was surprised and delighted by a quality audio drama that wasn't from the BBC yes. and is actually billed as a podcast and is a multi-episode. I think they're on about their, th- I think they're recording their third or, no, fourth season now. I think they're on their fourth season. I believe they are They've just, just funded recording. season three. Season three they're up to, that's it. Because when I looked into it, they ran a Kickstarter campaign in September mm. of 2017 and they needed £8,000 and they raised £13,000. They did, which uh, is very well deserved. And I, I have listened to the first series so far, which is one of the reasons I want to take it with me so that I can listen to the second series and be ready for the third. I listened to what would be their pilot episode as I needed to check it over and get it through security clearance. Yes, I want to listen to the rest of it. It's very, it's, it is very interesting. It's very British. It's quite quirky. It had a, few, had a couple of voices that I recognised mm. from Radio 4 dramas. Yes, Belinda Lang is the voice of the mouse, yes. And I think I saw Andy Hamilton. Yes, I in think there. he was in one of the... I've, uh, he was, a guest he was voice, definitely yeah. in there as, mm. in a picture that I saw on the website, mm-hmm. which is woodenovercoats.com. So it's a drama, independent drama. Mm-hmm. They are just about to do season three. How many episodes do you think there's, there are? Uh, well, there's in the series itself, I think there's six in each series, but they have the little um, fun facts, they call them. Okay. Or are, um, by, and the little spin-offs from the episodes. So you don't think? I only would. My only concern would be: Do you think there you would listen to them over and over again, or do you think eventually they will run their time and you'll be almost sort of podcastless? I would listen to them over and over again because, like, even in the series I've listened to so far, I've listened to. There's one episode I've ended up listening to about three times because of being interrupted with work or other jobs and I've gone back and gone back to the start and listened again and it's yeah it's amused me three times over and you think it will make you laugh take you away from the scenario that you're in yeah I mean it makes me laugh out loud because some of it is just plain ridiculous silly it's quite farcical and some of it is yes and some of it is sort of quite tightly plotted and again references from the beginning of the episode will crop up further down the line that you just weren't expecting and I love little nuggets like that in a in a story. And I don't think we've said, but it, the certainly season one, the wooden overcoats is to do with a new a funeral, funeral director. Mm. Yes. Okay. The, the premise of it is there used to be a funeral home on an island called Piffling in the channel. And 
It had a monopoly on all the dead people who died on the island. And then a modern young upstart comes along with his new funeral home, opens it across the street, and suddenly there's a rivalry. And a friend and I, years ago, decided we wanted to write a sitcom episode, and we wrote pretty much the same premise, only with um, a coffee shop. And it had the same kind of passionate, slightly crackers owner of the of the coffee shop. I don't think he was working with his sister in this case, with a brother-sister pair. But it was um, uh, a guy and, and two women running the coffee shop, and then the modern chain coffee shop moved in across the street. Mm-hmm. And again, a rivalry established itself. Again, there are no new stories. That's yeah. always the same stories. And these things always work. It's a great sitcom premise, and you can pretty much put it anywhere. But it does have some great writing and some great performances and... I think it's really funny. As you have said that you will listen to it over and over again, I think I have to let it in. And uh, it will be good to have comedy on the island. I think that will help you mm-hmm. in your mental state. Although thinking about death might not be such a good thing. But hopefully you can kind of look at it. With I could a, make a coffin a out laugh. of coconut husks or something. It might. Okay. Wooden overcoats. It's through. You can take that through to your desert island at woodenovercoats.com is Helen's choice on podcast. You can find links in the show notes or at desertedpodcast.com slash Helen. Now, we're going to find out Helen's book that she's going to take through. It could be a printed book or an e-book, but not a periodical is the rules here on the island. But first, we're going to talk Twitter feed. So what one Twitter feed, you can only see the tweets from one account, are you going to see? Now, I I couldn't decide between two. And again, it falls into the educational or the entertainment for me. And I think I'm going to go entertainment for this one. And, you know, everyone has to have a cool thing and talk on, on their Twitter feed, you know, I, I only follow this or this liberal person or this funny person or this writer or this comedian or um, this person who's political and witty and funny. I'm going for dog pictures. Okay. I'm going I'm going for a we rate dogs. Dog we rates. Rate dogs. Yeah. And so explain to me again what their tweets will contain. They contain pictures of dogs. So People who follow the feed, and I think there's about four or five million of them now, people send in their pictures of the do- of their dog, and we rate dogs, dog rates, rates the dog. Okay. All dogs are brilliant. No dog gets less than 11 out of 10. They're all doggos, puppers. If they're really cute, they're boopable, they can get a boop on the nose. And, they're, they're, you know, there's a whole language associated with this Twitter account, and... Each of the dogs is amazing for all sorts of reasons. And they will have a themed day. So there'll be dogs in service day. So all of the dogs who've performed in the in the army or in the police or other services, they'll all get 14 out of 10 because they're the best dogs. They're good dogs. And are the ratings based on a set of criteria? Or no, they're just good dogs. Just... They're just good dogs, Matt. Okay. All right. I'm trying to read too much into this. Some sort of science where there's no science. <laughs> No, they're just good dogs. It's photos or videos? Or uh, photos both. and videos. Um, okay. Dogs doing amazing things, funny stuff, just looking like cute dogs. There's also a running gag where people send in a picture of a dog that doesn't look like a dog. Right. They'll say, stop sending those pictures of polar bears. Okay. You know, it's actually a white dog. It's, right. 
It's a it's a very simple humour, but so it's very do, do they do they post often? Uh, multiple times per day. Okay, so yeah. it, it will there will be enough to go yeah. back, check it, see a oh, few yeah, photos of dogs, mm-hmm. check the ratings, yeah, and <laughs> move on with your day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said BBC News or something, shouldn't I? No, no. No, no, I'm going for dog pictures. Dog underscore rates uh, is the Twitter feed. Mm -hmm. We rate dogs. Everyone rates the dogs. So, yeah, I'm just trying to think back on some of the Twitter Twitter feeds that other guests have looked at. And I don't think... Have they been cool and intelligent? Have they done TED Talks? There's not been any rating, I don't think. No. I mean, the dogs are rated by the, the, the... owner of the twitter feed you don't get to submit your own rating no 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 just, just picture only yeah it's like swipe left swipe right for dogs but a little always bit, yeah the swipe in the right way whatever that is it's it, it i there's no as i always say some of these some of these choices that people submit to me there's no reason here to disapprove it i don't think it will drive you crazy i don't think don't think so. Um, it might make you want a dog, but you're not going to have one. So you might have to come up with... The slightly worrying thing is that any dogs on the island may just become food. Well, and they you may, may be... To eat them. Rabid dogs. Adds to the flavour. Maybe. Come with their own yeah. topping. Foaming. Foam. Foam. <laughs> it's all the rage. <laughs> Okay. I, I could eat bats instead, but bats are even more rabid, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Or there's lots of frogs, so you could have a we rate frogs. We rate frogs. Side side account for yourself. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna approve it. I'm gonna approve it. So that's in. So to get Helen through her darkest days, she's going to see some pictures of dogs that seem to be rated roughly the same. I think you could probably disallow everything else and just leave me that and I'll be happy. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Dog pictures are just <laughs> calming. It's entertaining. Right. Well, if you haven't, dear listener, gone off to check that whilst we've been chatting, do make sure you, you do that after the show at dog underscore rates on Twitter. It is we rate dogs. Right. So gadget or device is still to come on the podcast a very interesting choice here for the gadget or device. We will find out how the gadget or device is going to get Helen through on the island. But first, what book are you going to read to take you away from it all? Now, this is a choice I may regret. And actually, when I looked it up on Wikipedia as to the plot synopsis, I lost interest about a third of the way down the page. So that does not bode well. However, I'm, I've always been a science fiction fan. I've made a point of reading quite a lot of science books. So I, in my teens, I read quite a lot of Arthur C. Clarke. I read a lot of um, Brian Aldiss, um, some Ray Bradbury. And I've tried to revisit some of these, being a bit older, understanding literature a bit more, reading a lot more stuff. But I, I was generally put off by science fiction books because they're usually massive, great tomes, yeah. Uh, and then I got a Kindle. Now, I'm not asking to take the Kindle. All right, okay. But the Kindle was brilliant for these kind of epic stories that come in 12 volumes. And no one could tell operas. what, what yeah. you were reading and as well. You've got enough, I'm, you know, I'm a woman. I get enough stuff in my handbag. I haven't got room for 800 pages. 
Game of Thrones, a great example. Reading that on the Kindle was brilliant. So since I'm going to be on the island and a good old analogue book should do the job, I thought I'd take Dune by Frank Herbert. I've not seen the film. I've not heard any audio versions. I've not heard any audio books. I just have heard it's this great epic space opera story. It's long. Okay. Should keep me busy. But I've never read it, and I feel like I should. And being stranded on an island is probably the best way to get me to read it. Okay. My research into the book, for clearance purposes, came out in 1965. Uh, Frank Herbert, as you say. And apparently, originally published as two separate serials in a magazine. And it was a landmark in, now, I'd never heard of this before, soft science fiction. What's the difference between... Well, here we Ah. go. Soft science fiction, or soft SF, is a category of science fiction with two different definitions. It's either, one, explores the soft sciences and especially the social sciences, for example, anthropology, sociology, and psychology, rather than engineering or the hard sciences, for example, physics, astronomy, or chemistry. Or two, is not scientifically accurate. Or three, is both of the former. Okay, so soft science fiction of either type is often more concerned with character and speculative societies, rather than science or engineering. It is the opposite of hard science fiction, obviously. The term first appeared in the late 1970s, by uh, attributed to the Australian literary scholar Peter Nichols. So soft science fiction. Never heard of that before. No. I was so, a bit worried it was going to go down an entirely different route, which yeah, I'm quite relieved it didn't. I thought it was a bit weird uh, and was slightly concerned about Googling it further. Um, so... The soft science fiction classic, June, Frank Herbert, in printed form. And you've never... See, this is risky. Mm. Have taken a book that you've never read before. Yeah. We've had a few guests where they've read it a long, long time ago and maybe scribbled in the sides of the words of the paragraphs and stuff. They're mm. kind of unthought. But I don't think we've ever had one that's taken a book that they've never read before. Yeah. I did think it might be a bit of a gamble. What if you take it and you don't like it? Like you I'll go look at my Twitter feed <laughs> and look at the dogs. Cheer yourself up with some rated dogs. <laughs> As I say, I'm, I'm quite comfortable with this one because I've got you know I've got the first three through. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I feel like okay. I'm, I'm safe. All right. I'm safe if this one doesn't make it. But I was mm. gambling on that. All one. right. Um, I do feel I should read it. It is on the list. Yes, and I'm trying to think. I have a feeling it was turned into a computer game at one stage. But, I think it's um, been made into lots of things. Lots of things. Did, David Bowie's not been involved in it, has he? I don't think. I don't think I don't, so. I don't, you might be thinking of something else. I might be thinking of some other thing with a worm in a desert. You, are you thinking of Tremors? Oh, maybe. That sort of comedy horror yeah. thing. I think it had Kevin Bacon in it. Oh, God. It's always got Kevin <laughs> Bacon. <laughs> bacon in it. Everything's got bacon in it. Right. Um, June. Frank Herbert. Like I said, I'm concerned that you're gonna you, you've not read it, um, and that you're not going to like it. But you say that the dogs will see you through. Mm. Um, there's no reason to disapprove it. So, 
It's approved. June Frank Herbert is Helen's choice of book. Going to keep you busy for weeks, that. That will. It's. Mm. I think it's over 400 pages long, so I think you'll be fine. In hardback or softback? Probably soft. Okay. Yeah, but easier to manage when you're sitting on the beach. And do you think you, well, the trouble is, see, this, this question is no good because you've not read it. Do you think you will reread it or do you think it will turn into... T- um... I think it'll be my Moby Dick. Right. I couldn't get to the end of Moby Dick. Okay. You think then you'll burn the pages to start fires? That will make it a useful item to take, should I not make it to the end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, or even if I do make it to the end, I might not that's want to That's why it I, I, I always think people who... Double use. ...take real books mm. is useful because they can... Firelighters. Fire, fire start with them. Mm. All right. June by Frank Herbert is available. Check the show notes on your podcast app of choice or desertedpodcast.com slash Helen for all of the choices and links to go off and buy the book and uh, see whether or not you would turn it into fire. Right, the last thing is a gadget or device. It cannot be a computer, but we've got no problems with that on Helen's Choice. A mobile phone or other broadcast communications or internet access device. So then, what is it that is going to keep you alive and keep you safe on this desert island. Well, I'm not sure it's going to keep me alive. No. It's certainly useful for... It's a good solid item and could certainly be used as a weapon. Right. Um, And that's my flute, which I've had three years now. And I started learning it about three years ago, past my grade one. And my main reason for taking it is the grief I get from my teacher about not practising enough. So if I take it to a desert island... I've really got no excuse for not practising. And entertaining as well. I can entertain myself. Do you think you'll be able to practise just without any notes and... Yeah, I should think so. you just be yeah. able to do the scales? Yeah. Okay. Practice scales. I've got, you know, got some grade two pieces to be going through that I need to commit to memory, so... I tried my best to think of some benefits of having a flute on the island... And I thought that it could potentially be used to attract animals or birds that you could then kill and eat. Or passing ships. Yeah, a shrill, mm. a shrill a note. A siren call. From a flute. Might be enough. You could also, if the sun, I don't know if the sun is coming out on the island, certainly at this time of year, you could sort of reflect off the um, the, the shine of the Start flute. Start fires with it, a bit like a magnifying yeah, glass. Yeah, you might be yeah, able to. I did. I did have. I did have the statement that you can't cut bark with a flute, is what I've written here, which is true. You could smash Mm. bark apart, but it depends how practical you want to be, really, isn't it? Well, it depends. Are you any good at starting fires without the use of matches? Well, once I've got June scrunched up into bits of paper, a couple of rocks, a bit of flint. You think you'll be all Mm. right? Okay. And what about making some string and stuff out of bits of palm tree and... Don't know till I try. Okay. I'm optimistic. And you think you'll be able to make a shelter? Less optimistic about that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Can't really hide under a flute either in the torrential pouring rain. Mm. Um. No, no, I'm starting to see the flaw in this plan. Well... It's not. I don't think it's the best gadget or device. 
we've had things like Leatherman's. Yeah, I, I did think of those and I just thought, too, yeah, practical, but not terribly interesting. It's not very entertaining, is it? No, I don't, I don't know. I'm, con- I'm concerned. I was thinking of things like a corkscrew, but, you know, where am I going to find a bottle of wine? Yeah, but that's at least got the little thing to get the foil off, which you could use to chop things. A very small yeah. knife. It's a very tiny knife. And you could you could corkscrew the corkscrew into a, a tree and then hang some sort of fabric off it to make either a hammock. If they or... were perhaps maple trees, I could tap them for oh, syrup. Yeah. yeah, you could. It does. Actually, this is a choice that depends on the island. So, in in a way, the you know, corkscrew. I, I had no. You know, I didn't get a brochure. I didn't. I don't know what kind of there's, island there's, this is. There's no brochures available. <laughs> How could I like, prepare? Like I said... I can't plan a device if I don't know what island I'm going to. It's a one-way street. It's a one-way street to the island and no one's ever come back. But we won't talk about that. Uh, so, <laughs> flute. Um, I mean, I am concerned that you won't have time to play your flute because you will be dying. That is my That is my only concern. It, de- it depends. It mm, depends. Yeah. It might, like I kind of thought when I was desperately trying to find some benefits to having a flute it might save you by attracting some animals what if there were some um, angry aggressive natives that needed charming with a tune Mm. that could be useful almost like a snake I can play the theme tune to Mr Ben well they would know that straight away because it's a universally recognised theme tune see we could extend friendship over Mr. Ben. The magic shop and the shopkeeper, yeah. Okay. Well, that might have swung it. That might have swung it. The Mr. Ben theme tune. Also useful for poison darts. It's gone straight to approve. Yes! The poison <laughs> dart was enough to throw it over the edge. I think that will be most excellent. My flute is the gadget or device that Helen is wanting to take onto the island. You won't find a link to... Helen's actual flute, but we will link to a flute of choice that we can find on Amazon or other I think you should providers. link to. There's a video on YouTube of someone playing. There are many different types of flute. This has nothing to do with porn sex versus real No, no, sex. no, it's entirely, good, entirely good. different. Although your, you video do get, is on, your video is on the internet. You do get so. fingering and tonguing with flutes. It's, it, yes. it, it's all, you know. Uh, and it's um, someone playing the theme tune from Game of Thrones on the various different types of flute. And they all stack up together to make a a layered orchestral piece. That will I'll be, find it for you. That will be in the show notes as a treat for your ears <laughs> after this treat is finished, which it is coming very close to finishing. Better than jazz flute anyway. No one likes jazz flute. No. So you can find links to all of Helen's choices at desertedpodcast.com slash Helen. Do you think you're going to enjoy your time on the island? I think I am now, now that I've got all of my choices you, through. You have managed to get them all through. Yeah, Dogs, have a great time. two podcasts to yeah. listen to. Um, and it sounds like Level Up Human, there will be a fair back catalogue mm-hmm. to go back over. Um, I do hope you do enjoy your book. I'll be so busy doing all of this stuff, I'll probably be dead in a week because I won't have time to find food or build a shelter. Yes. There yeah. is that as a problem. Yes, that is. I think that could be your concern. I'm actually being too entertained. I would concentrate. I would concentrate on on the main survival instincts, geeing yourself up with a few dog pictures, yeah, and maybe just 
seeing how many episodes you've got to listen to. But first of all, shelter, food. Pace myself. And warmth. Mm. Or some way of controlling warmth would be good. How long do you think you would be on there before you really, really wanted to get away? Oh, I think it depends on the island, doesn't it? I reckon, I'm thinking six weeks, like six six weeks, two months. All right. Yeah. Although well, it depends how long it takes me to read Dune. Yeah. It might be a slow read. Mm, that is my main worry. I can get through podcasts quite quickly, even listening to them multiple times. I'll be forever entertained by dog rates. But yeah, June, June might be a sticking point. That might take a while. Yeah. Okay. Well, we wish you luck. Thank you. Thank you for agreeing to go onto the island. And uh, I, we do hope that you do enjoy it. And uh, we'll never see you again. Hooray! Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Deserted. To listen to previous episodes, either subscribe in Apple Podcasts, your podcast app of choice, or head to desertedpodcast.com. Please leave a review on iTunes, and if you want to send a message in a bottle with feedback, or you would like to be on a future episode, send it to customs at desertedpodcast.com. 